Hey, it's Delilah. Thank you for stopping by. I have put together some of my favorite radio moments here to share with you on our daily podcast. You know, somebody asked me, how can you always sound so happy? How come you always sound so cheerful? And the truth is, most of the time, I'm pretty happy. I mean, not when I'm going through stuff like, you know, losing my boys, not when I was younger and going through one heartbreak after another, most of them that I caused myself. But for the most part, I am so grateful for the amazing life that I've been blessed with. My kids, my friends, my sister, my nieces and nephews. I am so surrounded by love that even with all the craziness, I, I'm pretty much happy all the time. And I like sharing that happiness and that joy with you. And I want to help you find your source of joy. I want that joy and contentment with life to come bubbling out of you. I want you to realize that you are loved and that you are worthy of love. Savannah, how are you? Are you having a good season? Not really. Why not? I'm currently separated from my best friend, and it's really hard because I have really bad separation anxiety. How old are you, Savannah? 15. You're 15, and why can you not see or speak with your best friend? Because my parents say that it's not a good relationship. Who is your best friend? His name is Mason. And why are your parents not in favor of this relationship? How does this relationship change you or make them fearful? They say that it's unhealthy because of things that have gone on in school between us and how if we get into an argument, how that argument can affect me in a very negative way. One time I started ramming my head on my desk at school and my parents got very upset about that. And now they're just like, okay, you can't talk to him anymore. So it's, it sounds to me like this isn't a best friend. It sounds to me like this might be a bit of an obsession. I guess. We're kind of both obsessed with each other a bit, and he's always trying to call, and my parents blocked him on the phone, and now we just can't talk. So calling me probably isn't going to show them that you are mature and able to conduct yourself in such a way that you're over this obsession. Yeah. If somebody says, Savannah, you have um, type 2 diabetes, and if you eat this candy bar uh, or that chocolate cake sitting there, it could put you in the hospital. And you say, okay, I'm old enough. I'm mature enough. You can trust me. And the minute they go out the room, you eat the whole chocolate cake. That's not really going to show them you're, you're mature, is it? Yeah, it's not. So have you been getting counseling? Are you talking to somebody to figure out what is triggering this obsessive behavior? Do you obsess about other things? Is this 
a one-time obsession or do you have other obsessive tendencies? And mind you, I'm not judging you because I'm an obsessive personality. I'm not I'm not saying this to judge you. I mean, this is like the main one that's happened in a long time. I used to have it happen like all the time where I would be obsessed over multiple people at the same time. Can I tell you a funny story? Sure. I come from a long line of obsessive compulsive people. My father was, and he would obsessively do things. So one time he became a boat builder. He had a job, but on the side, he started building boats. And the next thing you know, our whole front yard was filled with boat frames and boat pieces. And day and night and on weekends, he was building boats. He built boats for my grandpas. He built boats for our friends. He built boats for us. And then one day he lost interest. And there were all these boat frames in our yard. And I used to laugh about that. But you want to know something kind of scary? I'm just like him. Yeah. I'm not saying this to judge you at all, honey. Please don't think I'm judging you. Yeah. But obsessing over relationships is really, can be deadly. You want to know why? Yeah. Because you can control boats, you can control hammers and nails, but when you become obsessed with a person, they have their own mind, their own hopes, their own dreams, their own time schedule. And when you obsess about them, what you're really wanting is to control them. And that can be really debilitating. Yeah. What you're saying is, I need to know that you like me. I'm not valid unless you do. I'm not a total person unless you validate me. And that's so unhealthy. Yeah, I do that a lot. So you're old enough and mature enough to recognize it. Are you old enough and mature enough to ask your folks to get you to a good counselor so you can start working through it? Yeah, I'm currently going to two counselors and a therapist. Well, that's good news. And are you talking about the stuff? Are you working through it? Are you owning your behavior? Are you recognizing it? Yeah. Or are you just trying to figure out a way to get to your obsession, like calling a radio DJ? I'm kind of doing both. You can't do both. That's like saying I'm kind I'm trying to quit smoking, but I'm lighting another cigarette and putting it in my mouth. That's true. If, if you've just been diagnosed with cancer and you're still lighting cigarettes, you're not really interested in beating the cancer, are you? No. And if you've been diagnosed with compulsive disorder and you know that you're obsessing about somebody and you're still trying to reach your obsession, you're not really wanting to get well. And the thing that's going to make you well is not having the object of your obsession The thing that's going to make you get well is realizing you are perfect just the way you are. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Yeah, I get told that a lot. But you don't believe it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe with the past stuff that has happened. I was rejected by my biological family and... How how can you say you were rejected? Because my biological parents had the money and had the resources to take care of me, but yet they refused to do that and chose to use it on drugs and stuff like that. You think that means they rejected you? Yeah, because they didn't really even want to have a child. It just happened. It didn't just happen, honey. It might have just happened to them, but you were very much planned. God doesn't make accidents. So you weren't rejected. You were chosen. Your folks didn't have to adopt you. Adoptions are not easy. It's a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of classes, a lot of jumping through hoops, a lot of paying lawyers, a lot of work to adopt a child. Yeah. It's a whole lot easier to just get pregnant. It really is. And I'm sure your parents chose to adopt you. So can you reframe that? And instead of thinking my addicted parents rejected me, they didn't reject you. They chose drugs because they're addicts and that's what addicts do. But you know what? God knew exactly where you needed to be. You weren't rejected. You were chosen. A lot of people think the opposite of addiction is sobriety, that the opposite of being high or being drunk is being sober. The opposite of addiction is connection because addictions make it so you cannot be emotionally connected to the people in your life. That's what addictions do to you. Yeah. So instead of thinking that your folks rejected you. They didn't reject you. They chose addiction. And I'm sorry that you're in this situation where you feel like you're probably um, imprisoned and you can't get to the thing that you think that you need to validate you. But if you'll work on your program, work on yourself, work with your counselors and pray, I promise you, things will get a lot better. Yeah. Have you ever gone into one of those crazy houses at the circus or the carnival where the mirrors are warped and you look funny, you look short, you look tall, you look fat, you look goofy? Have you ever looked in one of those mirrors? Yeah. Is that a true reflection of what you really look like or is it distorted? It's distorted. You're taking that narrative and you're looking in a mirror and what you see is a distorted savannah. You don't see the real you. Yeah. You are so lovable and you are so worthy of love. Were you in foster care, Savannah, or were you adopted as a baby? I was officially adopted at six years of age. 
How many foster homes were you in? I was going back and forth between two, the one that I'm with now and a different family. So no wonder you feel rejected. (laughs) That had to be very hard for a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a four-year-old to process while you're at one house one day and one house the next day and one house the next month and one house the next month. Yeah. Savannah, do you like to paint or draw or write? Yeah, I do a lot of drawing, writing. Um, Everybody says that I'm really good at singing, but I kind of hide my voice. Um, I'm really talented with instruments. Use that talent. I'm a pretty shy person, so I tend to hide things that I feel like are going to be in a way used to draw attention to myself. Savannah, whatever it is, if it's music, if it's instruments, if it's writing music, please focus your energies on that and not on Mason or other obsessions. Please don't keep that hidden from the world. Yeah, um, right now I'm actually in the middle of writing two books. Oh, my goodness. Use these talents. Use them. Play instruments, play music, write songs, write songs about your past, write songs that other teenagers can relate to. Do you know how many girls feel like you do, unloved, unwanted, rejected? We got 487,000 kids in foster care right now, Savannah. Very, very few of them, less than 5% will ever have a forever family. The things you've experienced, you can put into words and music. Yeah. Do it. Don't bury that talent anymore. Okay. All right? All right. All right. God bless you. Thank you. I am here to remind you that you were put here for a reason. Your life matters. What you contribute to this world matters. Your talents matter. Don't let the craziness of all the stuff that's going on around you steal that truth. Stay focused on the fact that you were born for a purpose. I so hope you have enjoyed these radio moments as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. I'll share more with you each weekday on Hey, It's Delilah. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.